Welcome to Neighborhood Church. To learn more about who we are as a community or to financially support neighborhood, go to neighborhoodchurchmn.org. Enjoy the message. My name is Sarah Ingvaldson. I've been going to this church for about five years, and I have lived in Cloquet about six years, so I was very happy to find this church right away. I live in Cloquet. I know this is more information than you wanted, but this is how <laughs> this is what I started to write down. Um, I live in Cloquet with my husband Barrett, who um, lucky him first time that he gets to be here. Yeah, lucky him, and also first time that he comes to this church, his wife is um, making a debut preaching <laughs> sermon thing, which I did not know. And the other funny thing is, is that um, I did. I forgot that my family, my mom and dad, follow Neighborhood Church online. And so I didn't tell them on purpose that I was doing this because, you know, save myself. And at the time, I was thinking there was shame in looking like a fool. And so I said to my mom last night, yeah, so I'm doing this thing. She goes, yeah, I saw that. And I was like, oh, yeah, you saw that. Okay. Today, I would like to start talking to you about... Um, signs and about something that happened to me last year. Nothing big, but I wanted to share with you anyway. So I thought what we could do is just take a moment or two, get comfortable, close your eyes. You don't have to. But when I say the word sign, sit with yourself for a second and think what comes to mind. Signs. I'll give you a couple minutes. What comes to mind when you hear the word sign? Let whatever comes to your mind come. Sign. All right. Did you picture flowers blooming out of the snow, the first sign of spring? Did you think of that week, that uh, moment at, at work in your weekly meeting where you thought, oh yeah, this is a sign, time to get a new job? Because <laughs> I thought that last week. I'm quick going through who might be watching this. I shouldn't have said that. Okay. <laughs> um, did, you, did you think of a stop sign? I know somebody did when I said sign. Did you imagine a stop sign there? Yeah, there are heads shaking. I knew it. Or a billboard? Because when I think of signs, sometimes that's what I'm looking for. I am looking for an honest billboard saying, yo, Sarah, keep going. <laughs> so um, and maybe some of you thought about signs from God, signs that you've uh, heard, signs that you've asked for. Last year, I found myself having a moment. Um, it was one of those times where I wasn't expecting it. You go into an activity you think you know what's going to happen. And I had a moment, and it was, it was so big. So next week, I'm walking by Chris, and I opened my mouth, and I said, hey, do you ever let people talk in front of your church? And can you please check back in with me? And so he did. And it was looking a little bit different in my mind at the time. We were in, when I pictured this. We were at the hub. We were sitting around people drinking coffee. I was chit-chatting to a couple people about what happened to me. And a year later, here I am making a debut preach 
preaching sermon in a legit looking church. <laughs> so good on Chris for continually being like, so how's that thing of yours looking? I'm like, oh, oh yeah, uh-huh, good. All right, so what I'm going to do is weave together three pieces of my life and come together hopefully in a way that is at least thought-provoking or entertaining or you know, you can easily set it aside anyways at the end. As a child, I spent every other weekend driving to southern Minnesota to visit grandparents. And depending on where we lived at the time, it, it was a couple hours or five hours. I spent a lot of time in the car. And... I knew that two thing, one of two things was going to happen when I got to my grandparents. And this was always a weekend where I would visit. We would visit, we would make a weekend of it. My mom was a nurse, worked every other weekend. So on those weekends that she had off, everybody's in the car. Sarah's in the back seat with her two sisters. It's like, let's say, average three hours of listening to the Smurfs because that's what my sisters listened to. I was reminded that of this, this morning when my um, kids were listening to much better music than I had to listen to. And it was a tape, so you just, my dad would go click, and I'd be like, oh, Smurfs. I don't, I don't know why. Um, and that, so I knew two, one of two things was going to happen. I knew that when I got to my grandparents, that my grandma would have chili or soup waiting. I knew that was a given, and it was good, and it was simple, and I like to think that I can make it just as well. I'll, I overcomplicate things. The other thing is, is that my grandpa would say something like, did you see the rabbit? Did you see the dragon? Or what did you see? Now, if he said, what did you see, that was easier, because then I could say, oh, I saw the tree. And he'd be like, yeah, I put that, I put that there for you. And what he was talking about was shapes in the clouds. As I, as we drove to wherever we were driving, ending up at my grandparents, because my dad was famous for taking the scenic route. So there was a lot of time rolling by country, country farms out in the country, looking at the clouds, desperately searching for a sign. And if my grandpa, like I said, if my grandpa said, what did you see? Anything was good. Sometimes he would say, oh, did you see the, like, rabbit? And I'd sit there and I'd be like, I had to choose at that moment. Do I tell him yes when I didn't see it? Or do I say, no, I didn't see the rabbit? I always said, yeah, I saw that rabbit. Um, I do that to this day. As we're driving along, I will look to the sky. If I'm looking for a sign or if I'm trying to make a decision or if we have yet another long drive, I stare at the sky. I look at clouds. I look for shapes. If I see a shape, I say, thank you, Grandpa. I saw that. That's one of my favorite childhood memories. I was talking again to my mom. I don't actually know if it's as big as I remember it. You know, those childhood things where you're like, oh, yeah, that was a pivotal part of my childhood and everyone else is like, and I have no idea what you're talking about. But I like to think about signs. I like to think about my grandpa. So this moment 
that I referenced was about a year ago. And uh, it had to do with a sermon that I heard. And it was at my sister's house. And I'm going to kind of touch base about what the sermon was. And then I will talk to you how that became a moment. Um, So this was a church service that was online. Watts, I wrote it down. Watts Chapel Missionary Baptist Church out of Raleigh, North Carolina. It's like a church service that I have seen on TV in shows and now on YouTube quite a bit. Um, And this message was about asking for questions. Just ask anyways. Uh, And it references Matthew 15, verses 21 to 28. And I'll just give you a recap. It was a woman, the woman from Canaan cried out to Jesus, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. And in this story, Jesus says nothing at first. His disciples come, and they urged him to send her away. And then he says, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of Israel. So, ask anyway. The pastor directed this message to those who needed hope, those who had been failed by others or failed by institutions. There is still hope in Jesus. He talked about the Canaanite woman that was described as having audacity, that she had the audacity to ask. She had many things against her. She was a Canaanite. She was Gentile. She was a second-class citizen, but she asked anyways. And the, um, the pastor ended with, despite what is not in your favor, ask anyways. If you have bad credit, he went on to say, ask anyhow. If you have comorbidities, ask anyhow. If you have misdemeanors on your file, ask anyhow. Skeletons in your closet, ask anyhow. And he went on, and he was like larger than life. And it was really hard, hard not to get into it and really go along with that journey. Um, this is where this became a moment for me. I hadn't planned on staying at my sister's to watch church. What I had planned on was running over to my sister's house in southern Minnesota, five hours away from here, having a cup of coffee with her. My mom and dad from in town came with. We were going to have a cup of coffee, and then I was going to hit the road. I was definitely not saying to sit down and watch TV on, or watch church on YouTube. But as the time came, my natural reluctance to leave my family came into play. We're all standing by the door. She's like, I kind of got to go because church is starting. I really like this church. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. Okay, I'm not leaving. Let's go sit down on the couch. My dad was there. My mom was there. My sister obviously was there and her family. We went down and we sat down in, the, in her den, and we watched this church sermon as he talked about asking anyways, about having the audacity to ask. Well, I was sitting there with 
my dad, who had just been diagnosed with cancer, and we were all very afraid. And I was sitting there with my mom, and I looked at my mom and her life partner. My dad had been diagnosed with cancer, and I was so afraid for her. And I was going through stuff because it's life, and I'm always going through stuff. And my sister's always going through stuff, and everybody is going through stuff. And it spoke to me. Like, I could not believe how Ask Any House spoke to me and about how it felt like a big sign. You know, those moments where you're like, oh my God, I needed this. My mom needed this. My dad needed this. Everybody around me needed this. And at that moment, when I was not asking for, well, I was asking, because that's the message, ask. So I did not know that I was asking for this or that. I needed this, and this is what I got. And I made some flippant comment about my children, and because that's what I do. And then I realized, and I said to my dad, I, I, I love them more than life. And I asked for them, and I got them, and I don't ever minimize that importance. Um, so that's that moment. I'm going to take a quick side trip here, um, and then I'll wrap it all up together. Chris, can you tell me what time it is? How much time do I have? An infinite amount of time. Oh, that's better than 15 to 20 minutes, which I thought was like 15 to 20 hours when I started. But I knew this would happen. My husband and I both came to our relationship wanting to have children. We got married later in life. So this became like our priority and our, our goal. Like, hey, I, I met you. I like you. I love you. Now let's get, you know... Let's get this plan moving. We got, we got kids to have, and that didn't, that didn't seem to be happening. And so what we did is we turned pretty quickly to, to IVF because of that loud ticking clock that I had a doctor remind me of every once in a while. And so we, uh, running out of time and running out of options, we turned to IVF. Um, or more accurately, assist, it's called ART now. It's assisted reproductive therapy. And with that, I started looking for signs. When you start throwing large amounts of money and you start involving a lot of people in your plans, you want to know, right, that you're making the right decision. And oh, did I want to know that I was making the right decision? So I started looking for that assurance I also, the way that our life looked at the time was we were making sacrifices left and right. Barrett moved to North Dakota to finance this journey. So we were trying to make our relationship long distance a fairly new, I mean, it wasn't that new, it was like 10 years at that point, but fairly new relationship, work long distance with the stress of all of this. And I, that, that gave me a lot of time to do random stuff because, again, I didn't have kids to take up every second of my mind space. 
And so I, 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 did, I did what I did. I worked. I looked for supportive therapies. I went to talk therapy. I went to support groups. I did acupuncture. I did chiropractic stuff. All kinds of weird. I, I, I lit incense candles. I went to massage therapy that had little bells ringing and no hands touching. And I, you, you, you said it, I did it. Because I was going to make this work. But don't, don't think that I was not asking for signs. I was looking, and most of this was because I lived in the cities, and so I spent a lot of time in the car. I'd work, I'd go to Bloomington, I'd work, I'd go to Mendota Heights. Like, I was driving every night to try and find something to do to help the situation, and then also, you know, because I had nothing else to do. And I would look outside, and I would look for signs, and I'd be like, dear God, and I would start praying, and I would start embarrassing myself because I cannot pray worth a dang. I'd be like, dear God, please help me make the right decisions. Please help. I'm like, oh my God, you already, oh, see? I knew that was going to happen. You already know what's in my mind. Why am I babbling away? You should know what I need. Could you just give me a sign? And then half the time I would realize I didn't, I don't think I stopped praying I would be in the middle, like middle of a prayer, and I would be like um, at my destination, and I don't, I don't remember ending the prayer. So I'd be like, oh, um, thank you, God. And was that dark cloud a sign? Ooh, that might have been a sign. Was that a sign not to do it? Where's my billboard? I saw a lot of billboards driving around in the cities, and none of them said, Sarah, you're doing the right thing. None of them luckily said, Sarah, stop right now. But I looked for those signs, and I found so many signs. Signs that said, keep going. Signs that said, stop. Signs that said, oh my gosh, you are so old, and you are broke. I don't know where you're getting the money from. You're involving your family. It's like failure after failure. You have no money. Why are you going to get acupuncture again? I, I, I kind of like acupuncture, that's why. Um, and so, also, like, I got to tell my story. So, um, yeah, lots of signs. But as I listened to signs, I kind of knew what I wanted, right? So if the signs were saying, mm, think again, I'd be like, mm, not you. If the sign was like, hey, look how good you felt, and look how, like, it feels optimistic, I'd be like, yeah, I like that sign. That's the sign I'm going to go with. Um, so, yeah, signs. You can find them if you start asking and if you start looking. And the more you ask questions, the more you start looking for answers. That's what I found out. If I hadn't asked questions, I wouldn't have been looking for the, for the answers. I wouldn't have been looking for signs. If I hadn't asked the questions, and gotten the signs and rejected what I thought were the signs that I didn't like, I wouldn't have recognized what I really wanted for myself. I feel like there's no right answers, but I feel like the more you ask, ask anyhow, the more you ask, the more you know yourself, the more you know what, where you want to be, where you want to go, what, what you want to do. 
And I know that because whenever I get the answer I don't like, I'm like, huh, no, that's not what I wanted. That's not what I wanted to hear. I'm going to ask somebody else. You know, kids are good at doing that. My kids are really good at doing that. And they no longer try and hide that fact. They will ask Barrett right in front of me when I told them no. So, in the end, and it's not the end, but that journey took seven years, a bazillion dollars, too many losses, too many tears, numerable signs, and in the end, Eleanor, who is age eight, and Yuli, who's turning six. So, I'm gonna wrap it up. Wrap up my ramblings. This is what I want you to leave with, or at least think about. The more you ask questions, I guess I sort of already did this, but we'll do it in a nice, tidy manner. The more you ask answers, or ask questions, the more you look for signs or answers. The more you open yourself up to the possibilities of answers, you learn more about yourself. The more you open yourself up to the possibilities of life, the more you may change your questions based on the answers or the signs that you see. What I hope for you is that you have the audacity to ask and that you are able to open yourself up to the possibilities the answers bring. Thank you. I'm done. Clap. <laughs> All right. Awesome. I would also like to share this. These are my notes. They're all handwritten. And on the back of some of them, I just want to show you this real quick. A, I don't know what this is, but it's a girl with a big question mark. And then I saw on the other one, this is cat girl. So I'm really professional. And I'm going to put this in a little uh, box and say it's my premier notes for my debut. Thank you, Sarah. All right, we are gonna, we're going to wrap up. Um, I'm going to have a conversation on the microphone. We have plants to give away, correct? So if uh, Nikki split a bunch of plants, I don't know what kind they are. They're what? Stinglings? Stinglings. I don't think that's even close to it. Snake. There's snakes in the back. Yeah. But if you guys want, if you want to grab one, uh, feel free. Uh, they're on the way out. And enjoy the rest of your weekend.